0: Today, we're going to be wrapping up our series that we've been in for quite some time now about pursuing peace with all men and the sanctification without which no one will see the Lord. We've been talking basically about the essentials of Christian maturity, and we've been kind of backing into this point right here. We've been zeroing in closer and closer to the most important thing. We started way back out looking at general things, and we've come closer and closer and closer to this one thing that we're going to be talking about today. Jesus is talking about foundations, and this is where it all begins. You know, back in 2001, word went out, that the leaning tower of Pisa was getting ready just to topple on over. It had gotten to a point to where if something wasn't done soon, the momentum, or not the momentum, but the gravity point was going to have come to a place to where it couldn't stand anymore. And it would just topple on down. Scientists uh, traveled to the town of Pisa every year To measure that building's slow leaning. And they reported that the 179 foot tower, which was built in 1173, was moving about 1 20th of an inch a year. And uh, it had gotten 17 feet out of plumb, which means that if you, you know, it's built in two, it goes up then it goes in then it goes up and so but if you'd hung a uh, a plumb line it would drop from the top it would be 17 feet from the base to where the plumb line touched that's how far it had gotten off now this had been happening for quite a while in fact it started leaning while they were building it and they went ahead and built it anyway for some strange reason. But uh, anyway, they've uh, put recently, they've done some renovations to it lately that may have saved it. Now that it's eight hundred and ten years old or so, from uh, it may save it for another three hundred years. Now they've done a lot of things. They tried things back even in the eighteen hundreds that just made things worse, really. But the last thing that they did um, back in uh uh it was some time back, uh seems to have just about it says really slowed it down a whole lot. And actually it brought it back a bit. And they said, Oh man, this then it started going this way again. So anyway, they're hoping that it's gonna just kind of be wave. They think it might hit come straight now and go back the other way now, who knows? But the reason why it's like this is because it's not on a solid foundation. The word Pisa means marshy land. And so that gives you a clue as to why it started tilting before it was even completed. And another issue is the fact the foundation is only 10 feet deep for this tall structure So the reason that the Leaning Tower of Pisa is leaning is because it's built on a faulty foundation. Now, I have uh, been trained to be a counselor, and uh, whenever I spent a year with a Christian counseling ministry. We actually did all the outpatient counseling for a mental hospital over in the Spring area, and uh, I wound up with secular people. That was a we were a Christian counseling ministry. People that couldn't afford a regular counseling would come to us, and I took the low pays and the no pays if they couldn't afford it. I was going to take care of them anyway. And so I wound up with quite a few people that had no religious background at all. And I would I made sure they understood that I was a Christian counselor. And they said, oh, that's all I can do. You know, I mean, hey, you know. So uh, anyway, I've had to share with them that the things I'm about to share with you will work because they're based on God's word and scriptural principles work and you should know that in your own life they work uh, and uh, but then in then Matthew 7 uh, 21 through 23 I just want to bring this in at this point in time this is right up before what we read this morning about the two foundations not everyone who says to me Lord Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Now listen to this. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Now listen to this. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. That is the cheerful introduction to the tale of the two foundations. That is kind of sets the pace for it. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. I never knew you. I've mentioned to you before that true Christianity is personal. It's not just principles. The principles will work. And this is what I had to explain to these people that I was counseling. These principles will work. They can help you in this situation because God created you and uh, and he can help you and he wants to help you. But unless you become a Christian, unless you give yourself to the Lord and let him into your life, this is only going to work so far because you're going to find it very difficult to continue practicing these principles, because you're going to be wanting to do other things. You're not going to be able to continue, probably. So I just want to let you know that uh, at the outset, that uh, unless you become the Lord's, this fix is just temporary. I shared with you the guy that... Uh, uh, he and his wife nearly split over the uh, round bed and how well, he discovered that uh, he was uh, uh, calling the shots and all the big things and not respecting his wife and the little things. I mean, it's the other way. Yeah, he called shots. He let his wife do all the little things, but if it involved him, it's going to be his way. Well, we got it fixed. They got together. They were doing fine. Two years later, they divorced because didn't have a deep foundation. The principles that I shared with him worked. But because he didn't have the foundation, and it's not that I didn't share it with him over and over again every Sunday morning, just like I do with you guys, but uh, it never clicked. And my prayer is that this clicks. So uh, anyway, uh, it's... Uh, Just uh, if you're not living for him, if you're not living out of that personal relationship, these things will only take you so far. As I was uh, thinking about this, I uh, remembered a a cousin of mine. several cousins of mine there were, you know in, in 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 families generally there are groups of cousins there's the older ones the middle ones and the little ones and uh so uh i'm i was in the middle bunch of cousins but my older cousins they ran around and did things together and uh one time uh my older cousins and some of their friends were at my grandmother's house and uh there'd been a big freeze boy we could handle that right now couldn't we and uh, that's one thing I didn't pray for was rain today we before we go today we need to pray for rain but uh, we uh, uh, were that they were out at my grandmother's fish pond and it was frozen over and they were speculating over whether it could be walked on or not and so there's this one cousin he was always the the swaggery yeah i could he would he, he would he would do stuff to impress people and so he started out onto the ice a little bit a little bit a little bit and he got out there to the middle of the pond and he stood there smirking because everybody else was afraid to come out there and the smirk and then he looks and one of the group there on the side was standing there smirking at him. And he all of a sudden noticed that that guy had a shovel in his hand. And that guy on the beach, on the, on the shore, on the, on, the, out on the bank, just grins at him real big, takes that shovel and whack into the edge of the water, into the ice. And just as my cousin said, no, no, no and his eyeballs getting big, and then the cracks went out through the ice, and the ice wasn't thick at all. And when it got to my cousin, all of a sudden my cousin was standing knee-deep in freezing cold water, and that water was nasty. But the reason why that happened was because the foundation wasn't Thick enough. It was just a surface foundation, and some people wind up with just a a superficial uh uh uh, well foundation, I guess you call it, just the a plane that it seems solid, but just the least little thing knocks it apart. And this is one of the things that the devil delights in doing: is messing up your foundation. He delights in shoving the shovel into your thin, uh, shaky foundation. And so this is uh, what we want to talk about today. Jesus uh, talks about two builders. and They built their houses on two different types of foundations. And uh, the results were very different, weren't they? There's some similarities that they have. And he's talking about if you hear these words of mine and do them and act on them and make them a part of your life, you're going to be like a wise man. But if you listen to them and then you don't really pay any attention to them, you're going to be like a foolish man. And then he describes these things. So you see, the first thing they have in common is they both heard the words of Christ. Next thing, they both built houses and they both built apparently in the same locale because it says a storm came through and uh, and it beat on the houses. So apparently they were in the same locale. Again, be nice if a storm would come through right now. But they But when you look at what's happening in California, they've got a storm coming, it looks like. And they're going to want to put a whole lot of water and a little bit of time. There's no telling what sort of mudslides might take place in that because of the foundation that they built on. So the uh, same locale, they both built similar houses. But then the differences were one built his house on a poor foundation. The other one built his house on a rock on a solid foundation and uh, so uh, this is just it. The similarities end when it comes to the foundation. Everything's the same up till then. And then there were consequences for the guy building on the uh, on a faulty foundation was or there. So the parable tells us the rains came, The floods followed, and the winds of destruction blew. And this image is uh, not just about some storm in life. This is the image of judgment. In the end, both houses were subjected to a terrible storm of judgment. One house stood. The other was totally destroyed. The house that was built on the sand, it couldn't stand the withering judgment of God. And I might add, That if our house is built on a, the house of our life is built on a faulty foundation, it's not going to stand just the cares of life and the blows that hit us in our lives. Recently, Sharon and I have had to remind each other several times, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Whether you're good or you're bad, whether you're a Christian or a not Christian, whether you're a saint or an ain't, you're going to face the same things in life. The Lord, it says, makes the rain to fall on the just and the unjust, the good and the bad. He makes it fall on all of them. But how we go through things and how we come out on the other side depends on the foundation that we have built on. And uh, the faulty foundation, great was the fall thereof, means the house was utterly destroyed, nothing left to show of it. Ah, uh, Well, nothing left of hopes, dreams, plans, efforts, works, or anything, everything was destroyed and swept away as if it never existed. This is a picture of what will happen to every person who builds their life on anything but Jesus Christ and the gospel. There's a, a day of judgment coming where we're all going to have to stand and face the judgment seat of Christ. And uh, people who are trusting in religion and good works some prayer they prayed, some emotional experience that they had, some profession they made, or something else, will see the house that they have built crumble and fall before God. The person who builds their life on the sand is going to wind up facing eternity in hell. Let's face it. That's the ultimate end. But notice the word "therefore" in verse twenty-two. And this is the word that ties the parable to the verses before those bad verses. Uh, and uh, he says that the house that was built on the rock experienced the same storm: the rain, the floods, the wind. They beat upon it. They struck. They struck it. They battered it, and uh, it took the beating. Took the licking and kept on ticking. Do you all remember that? Yeah. Well, that's the way it is with Christians. That's the way it is with Christians. Now, I'm saying all this just to say that Jesus warned us to build our house on all of his word, not just a few principles from it. There's so many people today who are wanting to just pull out different principles from his word. And then they take those principles and expound upon them in ways that God never intended for them to be expounded upon. And they wind up so far away from God's will and God's love. And then there they are doing things, saying, Lord, Lord, didn't we do this in your name? And didn't we get good results when we did it? And he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. And so it's very important because, you see, if you're growing in the faith, you're going to be always learning what's pleasing to the Lord. And you're going to move on with him. You're going to go on into perfection. If you just take a set of principles, you're going to wind up stagnant and just stuck in one spot. This is the problem with 12-step programs. Uh in 12 step program 12 step programs have saved people's lives let's face it they've taken people who are going to die of alcohol and they have kept them alive but those who really get to, after a while you get so far along and then you know that there's more to living than this but because they haven't given their life to the lord they wind up stuck going into this circle this this circle of principles and they get so far and this is just it apart from the lord we wind up stuck in self-destructive circles just in the same pattern this is one of the wonderful things about psychology is it does help you to see uh, the patterns in unregenerate people But the wonderful thing is whenever you come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior and he fills your soul and your heart and your life and your body with his Holy Spirit and you begin living for him and looking to him for guidance and studying his word and trying to understand really what is it that he wants, you don't go in circles anymore. All of a sudden you get to head out in a straight line. Because you see, Satan isn't creative. He only can do so much and he does what he does very well. But you see, our Lord creates and he makes ways where there are no ways before. And he gets you out of these uh, uh, self-destructive patterns that we're in and moves us on to where he would have us be and helps us become that new creation. And so this is the bottom line, you see, of what uh, Christian maturity is all about. It's where you're not stuck to just forgiveness, just reconciliation, uh, uh, just this, just that, because it's just natural and you move on with him. Just like I've told you, husbands and wives are supposed to be exploring each other, And uh, finding out what's important to each other and supply it. You're supposed to be doing that with your Lord. Finding out what pleases Him. And giving Him what you know is going to make Him smile. And whenever He smiles at you, you can't help but feel joy in your heart. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.